0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
1: Doug Peterson will be Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars' new head coach. We check in on the state of the NHL as they head into the All Star break. And is Arizona the king of the men's basketball Pac 12 Hill? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports.
2: Found it. Let's start with the biggest story. The Jacksonville
1: Jaguars have gone from national champion to Super Bowl champion. They have hired, according to reports, late Thursday night, Doug Peterson as the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Joining me now from Locked On Jaguars, Tony Wiggins. Tony, why is Doug Peterson the hire this time?
3: Um, I just think they had to get uh, an alpha male grown-up in the room that has done this before. And when you look at his resume, he comes from the Andy Reid tree. He played against Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl and actually won a Super Bowl before his mentor, Andy Reid. And there's a lot of good, nice things about him. If you really want to find out about him, I just say go on YouTube tonight and watch the Eagles and the uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and you'll see the kind of coach he is and how he can I always call it extracting the best out of his players, and that's exactly what he did with Nick Foles. And I think if there's one play that's going to give Jaguars some some uh, happiness, is well, there's two. There's the fourth down completion on the on the final drive to Zach Ertz, and then they actually took a play that the Patriots tried earlier that didn't work, and they said, you know what? We're going to show you how to do it. So he has that moxie. He has that moxie. And he also has, because he played quarterback, he has the thing with quarterbacks. And that's what Trevor needs more than anything.
1: You mentioned the Trevor Lawrence part of this. Any head coaching hire for the Jaguars, presumably was going to center around maximizing Trevor Lawrence, who many thought was a generational talent at the quarterback position. How does Doug Peterson do that for the Jaguars, if at all?
3: Well, he had one in Carson Wentz and rumors has that they didn't speak for a long time. That won't be the case with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence's personality is not that type. He's a, he's a guy that just wants to do things and get things right. And I think it's going to be, uh, it's not going to be a sort of a butting head situation with uh, Coach Peterson in that in that way. I, I do believe, though, that uh, what Coach Peterson will give Trevor Lawrence is he'll get, he'll give him some tough teaching. He'll give him some tough stuff. You make a turnover, he's going to talk to you about it, and, and he's going to be that guy. But for the most part, his experience in the NFL, and this is this is the key, filling out his staff. There's an array of guys from the Andy Reid tree that Doug Peterson has come across over the years. He ain't going to have a problem finding a quarterback's coach. Some of these guys that they were looking at, you were going to, well, he's going to need strong coaches and strong help. There's a lot of guys. I, I can tell you one right now. Why why would he not hire Matt Nagy, who he worked with before, and make him at least assistant head coach in charge of the offense? There's going to be offensive linemen and tight ends, coaches, and all of those things that are an abundance. There's 20 years of Andy Reid guys, and I think he's going to be able to snatch some of them up. So what do you think
1: specifically he can bring from those Philly days and say, look, hey, here I am. Let's
3: do it my way moving forward. Well, this is what it is. He was used to dealing with a team that was starved for winning a blue collar, hard-working team with a very vocal fan base on all of those, uh, in all of those sports. The irony is you go to Philly and right around the stadium, you see all of the other venues. And at one point, all of those other venues had champions except the Eagles. So mm-hmm. to deal with that in that tough town and actually have that team be uh, with their finger on the pulse of the of, of the city, and they played like Philadelphians. And I think yeah. he has a task here where he has to come here where there's been perpetual losing, and he has to come here and there's been apathy, but he also is walking in here with a fan base that absolutely knows what they want and a city that has an identity, and now we have to see if he can do the same thing here and have this team play Duval County, Jacksonville football and find their own identity and figure out how to win.
1: Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. The top of the NHL standings, very cozy as they head into the All-Star break. We break it all down coming up next.
4: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Major League Baseball requested the immediate assistance of a federal mediator to assist in the end of the sports lockout, sources told ESPN on Thursday. The league reached out to the Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service, a governmental agency that attempts to help resolve labor disputes according to a source. Mediation is not mandatory, and the Major League Baseball Players Association would need to agree to the involvement of a third party. It is believed This is a win-win move for the owners as they will either be seen as the side who brought about the quickest end to the lockout or the players will reject the presence of a mediator and be seen as obstructionists. Pitchers and catchers were initially scheduled to report in just 10 days. New allegations of sexual harassment by Dan Snyder emerged on Thursday. Tiffany Johnson, a former marketing and events coordinator for the Washington Commanders, told a congressional committee that she was strategically placed next to Snyder at a work dinner, not to discuss business, but to allow him, Dan Snyder, to place his hand on her thigh under the table. She learned that job survival meant that she should continue her conversations with another co-worker rather than call out Dan Snyder right then in that moment. In an email statement from the team, Snyder apologized again for past misconduct took place in his organization, but denied the new allegations. The sooner Dan Snyder is no longer the owner of the Washington football team, and I know they're the commanders now, the better it will be for the NFL in so many ways. The Raptors squeaked by the Bulls in overtime.
5: Those Toronto Raptors might be pretty good. Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Raptors' 127-120 overtime win over the Chicago Bulls in Toronto on Thursday night. And the big takeaway from this one is that the Raptors are completely rolling through a critical part of their schedule. And they've been doing it as a collective. They came into this stretch in which they're playing the Hornets, the Hawks, the Heat, and the Bulls, both twice over the course of eight games. They're 5-1 right now in that stretch. They have the Hawks and Hornets left to play. The Hawks are tomorrow, Hornets later on. And they are now 27-23. They've won 5-6. And they're doing it with more than just the help of their all-star, who was named today, Fred VanVleet. This is far from a one-man show. In fact, really, they had six guys tonight who were fantastic. They had four players with more than 20 points. Pascal Siakam had 25. Scotty Barnes, OG, and OB, Fred VanVleet all with 21. And then Chris Boucher and Gary Trent Jr. also had 16 Trent hit the big game winner, a wide open three late in this one to put it away as well. Just a really well-rounded, excellent effort from Raptors team that got Kem Birch back from injury as well. And with a week to go to the deadline, it's pretty clear this is a team that should be looking to add. And if they do go and add you know, a wing shooter, an extra ball handler, this team could very much be a problem for anybody else they come across in this jumbled and weird conference they're playing that well and in addition to fred van vliet pascal siakam who tonight had 25 13 and 7 is also playing like an all-star he might actually be playing better than fred van vliet right now who is going to cleveland for the all-star
2: game
1: and the hawks took care of the phoenix suns
2: Hello friends, my name is Brad Rowland, and the Atlanta Hawks have now won eight of the last nine games including their last eight with Trey Young in the lineup as he returns on this Thursday and the Hawks defeat the Phoenix Suns, the previously red hot Phoenix Suns by a final score of 124-115 to 115 in Atlanta. Phoenix have won the last 11 games in a row and the Hawks have been of course hot in their own ride, but this is one of the best wins of the season, full stop for Atlanta. They won every quarter along the way until the fourth. It was actually break even in the fourth quarter. It was not always pretty down the stretch for Atlanta but Trey Young hit a couple of huge Shots as he is wont to do. He had 43 points in the game, was certainly the story for Atlanta, but another full strength effort from the Hawks up from top to bottom. Defensively it was a little bit shaky, but three-point line was huge for Atlanta. They bombed away throughout this contest, shooting almost 50% from the long range. Phoenix was a little bit cold, and that ended up being a huge spot for the Hawks as they escaped with this very, very, very impressive victory. No time to rest on this one though for the Hawks as they return to action on Friday with a quick road trip to Toronto. That's a back-to-back that'll be challenging for Atlanta, but at least on this evening, other than a John Collins injury that's sort of looming as he left the game late in this contest, everything else is pretty positive on this night for Atlanta as they are now, again, one game under 500, and they have a chance to even themselves up for the season.
1: Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your football action this season. Here are some weekend odds, a Friday night NBA battle that could see some value as the Blazers host the Thunder online likes Portland by 7.5 in this one. There's a UFC middleweight battle on tap between Jack Hermanson and Sean Strickland. Saturday Night Strickland, known as the man who said it would make him, quote, super happy to actually kill someone in the octagon. Yikes. Is BetOnline's money line favorite at minus 205. Yeah, I can imagine why. And you can bet on the Pro Bowl. Get the over under total while it's hot. Bet Online has it at 62. For all your sports news and scores, Bet Online has you covered Bet Online where the game starts.
0: Here is another story you need to know.
1: The Super Bowl is not for another week. The NBA season is in full swing. But we felt like you probably need an update on the NHL. If you're just parachuting into hockey, that's okay. We're here to give you everything that you need to get you ready for the second half as they enter the all-star break, starting with our friend at Locked On NHL and Locked On Avalanche, Chris Maselli. Chris, as we head into the second half, what are uh, the the storylines that you are keeping an eye on as we make a push toward the postseason, which is, by the way, electric?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, personally, <clears throat> um, being an, an Avalanche fan, obviously... Uh, for us, it's, you know, Nazem Kadri is having himself a season and it's one of those years where it's, you know, he is an unrestricted free agent going into next year. So should the Avalanche have signed him earlier in the year for an extension? Yeah. Hindsight is, yep. They should have done that because now you're going to be paying this guy because he could be a heart trophy candidate, which is our league MVP overall. You know, you, you, <laughs> once you get into the postseason, people are going to be looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Can they stop tripping over their own feet and get out of the first round? <laughs> uh, people want to see that. People want to see what Alex golvechkin is doing. He's moving closer to Gretzky. If he continues his pace, which is ridiculous how he's doing this at his age, uh, he will catch him in the next couple of years. So everybody's kind of watching him. You have obviously Connor McDavid, which is he, he is the golden boy right now, but they are struggling. The the Edmonton Oilers are struggling, but they're starting to play better now. Even them, when they get into the postseason, they struggle. So you have these these players that are the the superstars of the league, which it's not what you want because you want your superstars to be in the Stanley Cup. Sure, um, but guys like you know Ovechkin, he did win a couple of years ago, but he hasn't done much. McDavid hasn't done much. My boy. Uh, Nathan McKinnon they struggled to get out of the second round so you have so many storylines of who is going to be in the Stanley Cup final that the league can promote that's the big sticking point right now
1: coming up Arizona dispatched UCLA at home Thursday night are they the kings of the Pac-12 and maybe more importantly are they the kings of the NCAA this season today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. I said this the other day. I bought some of the coconut brownie again after I had them probably about a year ago and had been waiting for them to come back. I, I, it is hard for me to describe to you how good they are. And I had almost forgotten. It is They are unbelievable. And, and all of their flavors taste really great. You just have to find your favorites. But the best part is that they're they're legitimately fuel for your body in a way that can be guilt-free. Low in calorie, low in net carb, low in sugar, yet high in protein and high in fiber. They're the perfect thing pre or post-workout. Even if you're not a workout person, they're a great snack to have on the go, a great thing to take to the airport with you or on your way to work. If you're going into the office, if you're not at home, it is very easy to look in your cabinet and see all the, the junk maybe that you have I always have a couple things in there that I'm like, okay, I just need a little treat. Built Bar is a great salve for that. When you do not have to reach for the chips or the cookies, you can still reach for something that tastes delicious and fuel your body, right? And you can use the promo code lox 15 to get 15% off at built.com.
2: Agree or disagree? This is the cue
1: of the day. It was a battle of top 10 teams on Thursday night and the Arizona Wildcats come out on top 76-66 against UCLA. Joining me now from Lockdown On Wildcats, it is Mike Luke. And Mike, this is a a conference that has a chance to produce potentially multiple Final Four teams. What is it about Arizona that makes them so dangerous?
0: Now, this is a problem here, uh, Peter. This is a team that 100% they can score with anybody. And uh, Aaron Torres was at the game, um, and he mentioned – and he made a great point. He said, this is a team that on – when you watch them in practice, man, they physically just look the part – They're not like this scrappy, overmatched team that things need to go right. You're going seven foot one, six foot ten, six foot eight, six foot six, six foot two across the board. And oh, by the way, you're bringing in six foot eleven, six foot four, six foot five. They can all shoot. They can defend. The pieces seem to fit. Point guard plays a little bit of a question mark from times, and you know that's obviously not something you want to have to be a question mark. But that's really what makes them is that they they can go about eight deep. And honestly, they can score with absolutely anybody in the country. Now, they've been slowed down here a little bit, but this is a team that, you know, come March, they're not going to, when they take, when they step foot on the court, they're not going to look at any team across from them and say, ooh, they have more talent than us or they have more physical specimens. That's what makes them so unique.
1: And they also happen to have a guard who nearly went triple double in this game. It helps when you have someone that can also facilitate in all of this. Um, This is also a program that, you know, over the last generation really has, has competed um, year in and year out. Tommy Lloyd now in charge of, of this program. What makes this team different from some of those other teams that have come up short in, Let's say the elite eight, the sweet 16, the final four.
0: Well, this is going to sound bad, but like I grew up watching Lute Olson and Sean Miller did a lot of really, really good things here for sure. But Sean Miller was very much, he was an easy scout. You knew exactly what he was going to do. He's going to run a pack line defense and he was going to run basically a dribble weave at the top of the key on offense that was somewhat easy to scout. Lute Olson was a guy that I mean, and that's why he's one of the 15 best college coaches of all time, because he was going to run. He was going to mix things up. And every fourth year in Tucson, we felt that we would probably play in the final four and compete for a national championship. Tommy Lloyd. And again, it's it, it, it's hard to say, but Tommy Lloyd through eight, 18, 20 games feels far more like Lute Olson And that you know what, if I have better players than you, I'm going to run you out the gym. I'm not going to have guys like Aaron Gordon and you know uh, T.J. McConnell, Stanley Johnson, and look to score in the 60s and beat you up. I'm going to look to outrun you, and that's exactly what he's been. Um, quite frankly, this is a team that I think with Sean Miller is probably ranked around 18 to 20 in the country. Tommy Lloyd, it's ranked about five six, and it's going to be there. The whole reason the coaching has been a big difference, to be honest with you. And again, that's not. It wasn't that Sean Miller was a bad coach. He was just kind of a a B coach that was a great recruiter, Tommy Lloyd's a much just better X's and O strategist than uh, than Sean Miller was. That to me is the big difference.
1: And finally, Mattress Mac is at it again. He has placed his Super Bowl bet on the Cincinnati Bengals. Jim Mattress Mac McInvale has placed his largest wager ever on Joe Burrow and company to win, laying a cool, get this, four and a half million dollars on the underdogs to get their first Lombardi trophy in franchise history. I had to make him twenty two hundred thousand dollar bets to make it work, Mackenville told ESPN on Thursday night. But I want to thank Caesars for taking it. Must be nice to have that kind of dough. By the way, he got the number at plus one seventy, which is what Bet Online has the Bengals money line at, which means He could win $7.7 million. Coming up Monday, we start our pregame chatter about the Super Bowl. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.